Good morning. Today is Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopia News. And here's what's happening in the news today. At some point this morning, Charlie Baker will be announcing the full COVID-19 vaccination schedule for Massachusetts residents. In a tweet yesterday, he said that he would be telling all groups, all people, when they can expect to be eligible for the vaccine. And I imagine this announcement was made because 10 hours earlier, his poll numbers show that he had dropped to what could be his lowest in his time in office at 53% approval. It's sad that it took low polling numbers for him to communicate what the plan will be, but more evidence that these decisions are being made based upon political considerations and not public health ones. Either way, I'm looking forward to figuring out when I can start planning my summer vacation. A six-car Orange Line train carrying 100 passengers derailed yesterday as it was moving through a work zone at Wellington Station in Medford. Fortunately, no injuries were reported. Since this involved the new Orange Line trains, the T said that it would be pulling these next-generation Orange Line cars and a six-car Red Line train out of service to conduct safety inspections in light of the derailment which will make it the third time that they've had to pull these new trains out of service since they began just in August 2019. Apparently, this occurred when a northbound train was crossing over the southbound track. It was crossing over because of the maintenance work that was being done there. So I do not know if this was the fault of the rails or the cars themselves, but judging by the fact that they're taking all of the Orange Line next generation trains off, it leads me to believe that there was something wrong with the car train itself. But I will update you as I learn more. The Boston Globe and the Boston Herald are figuring out something that activists knew all along, that Marty Walsh's $12 million so-called cut to police spending was not a cut at all. And in fact, police are now 43% over their budgeted overtime hours and will be paid for every dollar that they go over. You may recall, during last year's budget vote, Marty Walsh said that he would be cutting $12 million from the police overtime budget. However, as everyone said at the time, the overtime budget is more of a goal. It is not an actual budget, and police go over that allotted number every year. This did not stop so-called progressive city councilors, like Lydia Edwards, Liz Brearden, and Kenzie Bach, from hiding behind this obvious charade in voting with the conservative majority. And we still had a political article today calling that $12 million a cut. This was ultimately a failure of the news media in Boston, as well as the cowardice of city council members. No other way to say it. Next budget comes up in June. Let's see if they learn their lessons. Just a little over a year ago, wholesale crude prices were in the negative because demand was so low and storage space so scarce that for the first time in history, sellers were paying buyers just to take the oil off their hands. This as reported by Bruce Mole from the Commonwealth Magazine. However, now that demand has been picking up and OPEC, the Organization for Petroleum Exporting Countries, 
have scaled back their production, this has led to gas prices once again increasing. The current average price for gas in Massachusetts is $2.75, up from $2.34 a year ago, though Massachusetts is still under the national average by just about a dime. And while some view higher gas prices as a positive, as it creates quote-unquote pressure on people to use public transit, other means of travel. We know that from the last three decades of this country, increased gas prices without major investments in public transportations have led to nothing more than working class people spending more of their budget on travel and increased levels of carbon being pummeled into the air. If you do not give people another method of transportation, like heavy investments in public transportation, they will have to, out of necessity, continue to drive. And the squeeze that they feel in their wallets will be taken out of their food budget, their medical budgets, so on and so forth. According to Education Commissioner Jeff Riley, the decision to cancel the MCAS testing is not up to the Department of elementary and secondary education, but instead the federal government. Quoting now from Riley, the federal government is still requiring we test our students. It provides little wiggle room, but won't allow us to not test kids. Riley then said that the state of Georgia applied for a waiver for standardized testing, but did not get it. I am sure there are some parts of the Bush-era No Child Left Behind Act, which mandates states provide a level of standardized testing every year, to then become eligible for X amount of funds. However, at the minimum, the state can, as Riley expressed, ask for a waiver, ask for an exemption to this order. And I see no reason why we should not ask to not completely waste our students' times further by asking them to do a weeks-long, meaningless assessment test. It's meaningless on a normal year, never mind one where they've had in-home instruction and so many disruptions from their learning already. So, ask for the waiver. And that's going to do it for today's episode. If you were able to catch my live stream yesterday, I go live on Tuesdays on TikTok and Twitch. I also re-release it on the podcast if you want to hear the audio. If you haven't already, scroll down five stars. I know I have some newer listeners. Besides that, take care and have a great rest of your day.